This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. Ezekiel 37, if you are new to our church, we just released the vision of 2019, 2020. We felt like God was saying to Zoe Church in this next year, anything is possible. And not just anything is possible, but anything is possible to him who believes. We feel like God was calling Zoe to another level of trust, another level of confidence, another level of belief in God, that anything is possible for your business, anything is possible for your family, anything is possible for your church, anything is possible for our city, anything is possible for everyone except for cowboy fans. Shots fired. Anything is possible to him who believes. Anybody believe in Jesus today? So if the Bible says if we believe in Jesus and we trust in him, it says ask and you shall receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. If you believe what you're asking for, Jesus said you'll receive what you're asking for. Anything is possible to him who believes. I want to stay in that thought, in this vision, because I know that vision is not on a sticker and vision is not on a gobo. Vision has to get into our spirit, has to get into our heart. So I want to continue to speak to you this message because I don't know if we are all convinced enough in the ability that God has. What is, what, is, what is not going to happen for us, what I'm asking as your pastor is let's not get to heaven, show up, and be like, dang, if I knew how big you were, I would have lived my life different on earth. No, while we're here on earth, let's just go ahead and believe that our God can do the impossible. You ought to clap like you believe it today. Anything is possible to him who believes. You don't have a God problem. You have a belief problem. You don't have a giant problem. We've got a faith problem. We've got to change the way that we see ourselves, change the way we see our giants, and change the way we see our God. Faith, at the end of the day, faith is simply perspective. Watch what God says here in the Old Testament to a prophet named Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 37, watch what God says. I'm going to teach from my giant iPad now. He says, God grabbed me. God's Spirit took me up and set me down in the middle of an open plain strewn with bones. He led me around and among them, a lot of bones. There were bones all over the plain, dry bones bleached by the sun. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Master God, only you know that. He said to me, Prophesy over these bones. Dry bones, listen to the message of God. God the master told the dry bones, watch this. I'm bringing the breath of life to you and you'll come to life. I'll attach sinews to, to you and put meat on your bones and cover you with skin and breathe life into you. 
you will come alive and you'll realize that I am God. I prophesied just as I've been commanded. And as I, as I prophesied, as I prophesied, there was a sound and oh, a rustling. The bones moved and came together and bone to bone. I kept watching sinews form, then muscles on the bones, then the skin stretched over them, but they had no breath in them. Oh, I love that passage that we just read. I want to teach to you from these scriptures. I want to teach a message today. Write down the title of today's message. It's called, Say What You See. Say What You See. And I'm believing that in our church, we are going to see a little bit different, which means we're going to speak a little bit different. Remember, I told you, faith is perspective. And as long as you can see what God sees... You can say what God says. But you'll never say what God says until you see what God sees. Say what you see. I believe that God will come and open our eyes so we can see the impossible become possible in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you that you are alive and you are well. You are seated on the throne. You are in control. We say today, open up our eyes so we can see you. Open up our ears so we can hear you. Do the unique, profound God thing that happens when your word is preached. We receive life today. Thank you that your spirit is life. Breathe in us the life that we need, the Zoe abundant life. We thank you for it. And God, we declare that God in this football season, that the Rams will make it to the NFC championship against the Seahawks. But Lord, you're going to let the Seahawks win the NFL championship this year. Lord, I declare a Super Bowl. We're going to hand the ball off on the one yard line in the name of Jesus. And everybody said together, come on, let's get some faith for it right now. Let's just, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, the devil is a liar. I'm still scarred. Have you, uh, have you ever said something dumb? Let me just see your hand. If you've ever said something stupid, let me just. You ever say something and immediately while it's coming out of your mouth, you're like, ah! You ever, while you're saying it, you can feel the consequence, like immediate. You just say something, you're just like, I wish so bad I had a rewind button and I could take back what I just, this is most of marriage. No, why did I just, why did I, I learned early on as a pastor, I learned how to speak around church because of mistakes that I made as a young pastor. I'll never forget when I first started ministry, I was about 19, 20 years old working at this church. And I'm working at this church and I walked up to this lady and I was just trying to put on my best pastor smile. And I walked up to her with a big smile and I said, oh my gosh, congratulations. When are you due? Yeah, it was the worst. Because they don't have to say anything. 
they already said something with their face. You know what I'm talking about? Like it was just the worst because I just said what I saw. I said what came to mind. In life, you've got to be careful to just not say what you see in the immediate. You've got to say what you see after calculating, after getting the right lens, after seeing things in the appropriate way that God wants you to see something. Oh, I love what Ezekiel says here. The first thing that he says, Ezekiel 37, verse 1, he said, God grabbed me. Write down number one today. I love this. God got a hold of my life. God got a hold of me. You got to live your life this way. You got to understand, you didn't find God. God found you. You didn't grab God. God reached out and grabbed you. God grabbed me, he said. God has this propensity. God has this ability of grabbing you. And when God grabs you, when God gets a hold of your life, he doesn't do it out of anger. He doesn't do it out of wrath. He doesn't do it out of being upset with you. No, he doesn't grab. I'll never forget when I was 16 and one of my best friends, we would play a game together when we pulled up to each other's driveway to pick each other up at at, at each other's houses. We would uh, honk excessively to let the other person know we're here. Classic 16-year-old behavior. Classic sign, we just got our license. So we would pull up and we just start honking until the other person came out. So one time I drove over to my buddy's house. It's in the afternoon. It's daylight. I pull up, just start honking. You know, just like a big old honk. Let it ring for a good 10 seconds. Take it off. Put it back. Like just honking. And I'll never forget his uncle. I knew his uncle. His uncle raced out the house. Like just like on fire, raced out the house. And he looks like he's just, he's madder than a hornet. And he comes whipping around the corner and he grabs, he reaches in the window, grabs me by the neck. I'm 16. Grabs me by the neck. And he's like, people are sleeping in this house. (laughs) Okay. We We don't serve the God that comes and grabs you. You're going to get your life right. You're going to stop messing up. You disgust me. How dare you? We don't serve the God of wrath. We serve the God of mercy, the God of compassion, the God that is slow to anger and rich in love. We serve the God that says it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. God grabbed me. How did he get a hold of me? His grace, the cross, his love. God grabbed me in such a way that I said, how could I not say yes to his outstretched arm? I'm in a mess. I'm in a troubled world. I'm in all kinds of isolation, and I'm feeling these ways, and God reached out, and he grabbed me. Watch what Psalm 136 says. I love this. With a strong hand and with an outstretched arm for his mercy endures forever. Watch Psalm 40. Watch what he says here. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place. He grabbed me and put me on solid ground. I was falling. I was sinking. I was lost. I was in a bad place, but God grabbed me. Anybody thankful today that when you were lost, come on, when you were when you were dead, when you didn't know any better. Come on, clap if you're thankful today. God grabbed me. This is the grace of God. This is the good news. This is the gospel. This is the 
This is the ability that God has to get a hold of you when you can't even get a hold of yourself. God grabbed me. The first thing Ezekiel is, is aware of is that this is a God, this is a God thing. God, God arrested me. God, God grabbed my life. God, that's why you hear people when they talk about when they started their faith journey and they first said yes to Jesus, they will often say, you know, God got a hold of my life when I was X years old. God got a hold of my life in this season of my life. God got a hold of me. First thing that God does is he gets a hold of you. Before he can move in your life, he has to get a hold of your life. God grabbed me and he got a hold of me. And then he started to work with my faith. And he says to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, let me ask you a question, Ezekiel. Do you think these dry bones, he's looking out, this huge valley, they're bleached by the sun, these dry bones. He says, what do you think, Zeke? Can these dry bones live? God is not asking Ezekiel this question to prove how impossible the situation is. God is asking Ezekiel this question to show him the possibility of what could happen in dry bones. In fact, would you write down number two today? God showed me possibility. He got a hold of my life to show me, do you think there's something better for your life? Do you think there's something bigger in your future? He gets a hold of me only to show me not the impossible, but the possible. Ezekiel, what do you think, man? Can these dry bones live? I don't know what your personality is like, but I, I have the personality where I want everybody to be happy. I want to just play good with everybody. So I fake it till I make it. Like a lot of times when people are like, oh my gosh, look, there's, um, there's the Big Dipper and there's, there, you know, Pluto. And there's, I'm just always like, yeah, there it is. I can't see nothing. I don't know what anybody, or like you ever be at a game and it's like, oh my gosh, there's so-and-so. They're sitting in third section in, uh, in, in section 4AB. Do you see our friends? And I'm like, yes. I don't see anybody. I don't know anybody. Like if I was Ezekiel and God was like, Ezekiel, what do you think? Do you, do you think these bones can live? I'd just be like, what do you think? <laughs> Stop asking me. You're God. What do you think, God? Yeah, that's good. That sounds, what, yes or no? God is showing Ezekiel, he's showing how, how God can work in, in, in dry bones, in the desert land where there seems to be no way. God is teaching us and showing us that, listen, you can't go by what you see. You can't say what you see. you got to see the possibility. Nothing is too far gone until the Spirit of God hits it. Nothing is too far dry until the wind of the Spirit hits it. When God touches even dry bones, they've got to come to life. He's not showing me the impossible. He's open up my eyes to show me possibility. Come on, somebody thank him right now. He's showing me possibility. I'll never forget when we first moved to L.A., this, this friend of ours was staying in town and had this big, you know, suite at this nice hotel and had a beautiful view of L.A. And we met up the next day and he was like, man, I was looking out my window and I seen L.A. This is a God-forsaken area. I can't believe how evil. This is a twisted, dark, evil place. I wanted to slap him in his face. 
You see dry bones. I see revival. You see devastation. I see a landing zone for God. You see a place that Zoe can't thrive. I see a city that's on the move for Jesus Christ. Come on, stop going by the impossible. Why don't you get eyes to see possibility? Watch it. Put it on the screen. Watch this verse. What does he say in Ezekiel 37? He says, God, the master told the dry bones, watch this. I'm bringing the breath of life to you and you'll come to life. What do you think, Zeke? Can these dry bones live? If I was Ezekiel, I would just be like, whatever you want to do with dry bones, that's what's going to happen with dry bones. But most of us, we just see things as is. By the way, you are not an expert if you can just see something and call it what it is. You're a faith person when you can see what it is, but the potential and the possibility of what God can do when God gets a hold of it. Don't ever write somebody off. You know, they are where they are right now. They're dry bones in their life. But when Jesus gets a hold of them and the Spirit of God hits that life and that heart, all of a sudden... That which was impossible becomes possible. I got a text from somebody uh, yesterday, and they said, will you pray for this young boy? He's a three-year-old just diagnosed with cancer. His name's Bear. And they sent me a video in the hospital, and the family's been crying out their eyes and feeling devastated in, in ruins, and they cannot believe the diagnosis for their young three-year-old. They should never have to face this situation. And the doctors see the diagnosis, but I see the breath of God hitting Bear's life, and that which was impossible, even for medicine, becomes possible for God. Come on, does anybody believe that God wants to show you possibility? He's not trying to show you that the glass is half empty. He's trying to show you that the glass is half full and when God gets a hold of something and the breath of God gets a hold of something that which was dead has to come to life my favorite story in the Bible one of my favorite stories is when they were burying a guy this guy's dead and, and they're burying him and his bones hit the bones of a prophet and he comes to life Look, this is in the Bible, 2 Kings. Once while someone Israelites were burying a man because he was dead, suddenly they saw a band of raiders. So they threw the man's body into Elijah's tomb. And when the body touched Elijah's bones, the man came to life and stood up on his feet. Because that which once was dead and bleached by the sun and dry bones, when it hits the Spirit of God, has to come to life. Maybe you're here and you feel like your marriage is on dry bones. Maybe you're here and your dreams have hit rock bottom and are in dry bones. I want to tell you, they can only stay dry until the breath of God comes in those lungs. Listen, the power and the potential is actually in the bones when the Spirit of God comes to life in them. Amen? So the first thing we have to understand, it, God always works in this order. The first thing is always grace. Grace grabbed a hold of me. God got a hold of my life. The grace of God. I didn't find God. God found me. So he grabbed a hold of me. That's grace. And the second thing he started to work was my faith. Tell me what you see. Tell me the potential. This is the spirit of faith. And the third thing that God always does is he takes you from grace to faith to action. <laughs> this is so fun. Because a lot of us are like, I just like this part right here. God grabbed a hold of me, and then he started showing me stuff. I'm about good right there. That sound, that's a lot. Grace plus faith, that's a lot. He shows Ezekiel. 
the dry bones. And then watch what he does. This is so God. He says, okay, Ezekiel, I want you to prophesy over these dry bones. Wait, hold on. Now, you, now you're asking me to do stuff? Now you want me to get out and, and do something? Watch what he says here. He said to me, prophesy over these bones, dry bones, listen to the message of God. You want me to do something about my faith? Yeah, write down number three today. I love this. God told me to get out of the boat. God called me to get out of my boat. We don't serve the God that calls you to comfortable, convenient Christianity. We serve the God that stretches your faith. We serve the God that calls you to another level of faith. He doesn't just want you to see the potential and the possibility. He wants you to do something about the potential and the possibility. Come on, anybody down to get out of your comfortable, convenient, and get into walking on water. I love Peter. Peter is a, a Bible character I can relate with because Peter talks too much. And Peter, you know, he just he, he says what he sees. And so one time, um, Peter's in a boat, and Jesus comes walking to the disciples on the water. And Peter's like, is that you? And, and, and he's like, Jesus, is that you? And Jesus is like, who else do you think walks on water? Yeah, it's me, bro. And he still, he still doesn't believe it. So he's like, well, if that's really you, Jesus, tell me to get out of this boat and to walk on water. And so Jesus is like, come on, man, I already told you it's me, but fine. Get out the boat. Come walk on water. And so the Bible says Peter got out of the boat and started walking on. It takes faith to walk on water. It takes faith to get out of your boat. Ezekiel was like, you know what was really fun when you, when you got a hold of me? You know what was really fun when you showed me what you want to do? But now i got to prophesy? Now I've got to put my faith into motion? I've got to connect the dots? I can't just rest back on grace and faith? I've got to actually do, yeah, because the Bible says faith without works is dead. So he says prophesy. I, I just want to encourage some people here today because I'm always spooked out by the people that were like, I heard God. God told me. God said this. God, they're so sure. I'm always like, wow, how do you hear from God so much? I don't hear from God. Like when I hear from God, it's about 80% sure. Like people are like, are you sure? 80% sure, Yeah. These people are like, yeah, God told me today, eat a Pop-Tart, strawberry. I'm like, oh my gosh, God is so specific. Yeah, he just told me I'm supposed to eat strawberries, Pop-Tarts today, frosted. Oh my gosh, wow. Because when I hear God, I'm like, I think so. Maybe you and I should start moving and getting comfortable off going and moving off of a maybe. I think that God said I'm supposed to prophesy against dry bones. I think that God said I'm supposed to forgive the person that abandoned me. I think I'm, 
This might sound crazy. I think I'm supposed to move from Seattle to Los. I think this is crazy. I'm supposed to quit this job and start this job. Maybe you and I ought to start moving off of a maybe and stop waiting for some clarion word from God where God shows up and has to say to you, walk on water. Come on, somebody at Zoe. Thank God right now. I know he's calling me, and I'm just going to step out and trust that this is God. The rest of Ezekiel's family is like, dang, bro, you just like, you just prophesying over dread, dry bones. And Zeke's like, I know. You guys think I'm crazy? I think I'm crazy. Dry bones! Come to life. Stop waiting for some, I got to get double, triple confirmation. No, you don't. Maybe you should move. You, it ought to scare you, and it ought to be a faith thing to say, I know this is a big deal, and I might get laughed at, and I might get questioned, but I just think God said to get out the boat. I just think God said prophesy over dry bones. I think God said to give this much money. I think God said get into a connect group. I think God said start serving on the ZST. Come on, Zoe. We're moving on a maybe. And all of a sudden, you move from grace to faith to faith with action. I'm telling you, when you start connecting the dots and Ezekiel's standing over this valley and he starts to prophesy. Let me give you a definition of what prophecy is. Prophesy, it is speaking what God puts in your mouth by the power of the Holy Spirit. God puts something in your mouth and you start declaring, this guy is speaking death over my city, but the Holy Spirit put life over my city. And he speaks God-forsaken land. He speaks evil. He speaks this is going to hell in a handbasket. I say it's a landing zone. I say it's God's city. I say it's a territory for the Holy Spirit to bring revival. That's the difference. I'm speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit. Prophecy is for the believer. It's speaking the word of faith. By faith, these dry bones, I know they're bleached by the sun. Some of you are like, hey, by the way, in my life, I don't just have dry bones. I've got bleached by the sun dry bones. That's all right. No bone is too far gone from the Spirit of God. When God's Spirit hits any heart, hits any person, hits any relationship, that which was dead has to come to life. I'm telling you, it could even touch the bones of a prophet that was dead. When it hits those bones, it's coming to life. Why? Because God's spirit is bigger than your dry land. God's power is bigger than your situation. Anything is possible to him who believes. I wonder if you could go from grace to faith to faith in action. Give him a praise today. God grabbed me. God got a hold of my life. And some of you are like, I just, I thought it was about him just getting a hold of me. God gets a hold of you because he's got something bigger for you. God got a hold of me and started showing me. <laughs> a lot of us are like, I just want him to show me like Disneyland. <laughs> Look at California Adventure. We're like soaring over. <laughs> and God's like, no, nah, we're going to work with the stuff that's impossible. And we're going to work with the stuff that's devastated. And I'm going to use you as an example that I can, if I can save you, I can save anybody. If I can pull you out with my outstretched hand, I could pull anybody out with my outstretched hand. And God pulled me out and he started, he said, Ezekiel, what do, what do you see, man? God, what do you see? He said, tell him, watch this. 
I'm about to do something. That even when it's performed, people go, how did that happen? He says, prophesy, man, prophesy. Ezekiel stand there, he's like, okay, here goes my best prophecy. Don't grade it. Dry bones, you got to come to life. I wonder with so many of us, our biggest problem is we don't speak to our dry bones. Because they can't come to life until you start talking. Nothing can rise until you speak to it. In fact, write down the last thought, number four. God told me to start talking to, not about. Some of us, our biggest problem is we just talk about our problem. We just circle our giants and circle our dry bones like, dang, you know, they're really dry. They've been dry for a long time. I don't know what we're going to do about them because, dang, they dry. My God, there's some dry bones. It doesn't do you any good to talk about dry bones. Stop talking about your giant and your dry bones. Start talking to your giant and your dry bones. I love the message that Pastor Julia brought last Sunday. And she's talking about David and Goliath. And remember, if you missed it, you can catch up on YouTube. But I love that she was saying how the Israelites, they were on one side. And, 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 and the Philistines were on the other side. And every day they're talking about Goliath. Wow, Goliath's big. Wow, Goliath's armor. Wow, Goliath's a giant. Wow, Goliath. David rocked up. He didn't talk about Goliath. He talked to Goliath. He said, you come at me with sword and javelin and spear, but I come against you in the name of the God of Israel. You're about to come down. I'm about to cut off your head. I'm about to feed your head to the carcass. Come on, somebody thank him right now. I'm not talking about my giant. I'm talking to my giant. Some of us, our biggest problem is we talk about others and we don't talk to others. Stop talking about your co-worker. Talk to your co-worker. Stop talking about your situation. Start talking to your situation. I love that God said in verse 9, watch this in verse 9, watch what he says. He said to me, prophesy uh, to the breath, prophesy, son of man, tell the breath, God the master says, come from the four winds. Oh God, I want to yell again, I'm going to yell. Why? Because most of us, our biggest problem is we only talk to one wind. And what is he saying? He's saying, he's saying, Ezekiel, you prophesy to the four winds. You say to the north, the south, the east, and the west, this thing is blanketed and it is covered by the grace of God. I'm prophesying this thing is going to recover. I'm going to be okay. I am not. Addiction, I will not bow down to you. Depression, you are not bigger than the freedom that's in Christ. I don't know about, I know I've been bitter. I know I've been in unforgiveness, but I speak forgiveness. Come on, you got to prophesy to the four winds of your life. Stop talking about. Start talking to. Maybe you've been intimidated by the dry bones and the devastation of your situation. Maybe you feel like, man, I'm in the sun-bleached, dry bones season of my life. Do you hear what God is saying to you today? He is saying anything is possible to him who believes. And I brought you here to get a hold of your life, to show you the possibility that could happen if I'm in your corner, and I want you to start moving in action Stop just believing in me. Start moving in action and watch me bring the breath of life into these dry bones. 
But the reality is God can't move until you move. Some of us, our biggest problem is we're like, God, I'm just, I'm just waiting on you to move. God's like, so am I. I'm waiting on you to move. God, move on my behalf. He's like, okay, you move on my behalf. Because God can't bring his breath until you prophesy. God can't do his work until you take a face step and say, I'm going to do my best to get out of my boat and start walking on water. And I believe that as I do this, in the name of Jesus, resurrection power has to happen. I want to remind you that we serve the Jesus that brought back from death to life a man named Lazarus. And Lazarus was dead for days, but when Jesus showed up, he said, get out of here, man. you got to come out of your death, and I'm going to bring to life. Why? Because our God has resurrection power. I don't know what needs to be resurrected in your life. Maybe it is your God dream. Maybe it is your calling. Maybe it is your future. Maybe it is your business. Whatever it is, I just want to tell you, Jesus brings death to life. And there's nothing too dead in your world. There's nothing too dead in your heart. There's nothing too dead in your relationships that God can't breathe on and bring life to it. Somebody thank God. Come on, I'm going to say what I see, and I see God moving on my behalf.